I'm Cindy Temmy. I'm Gracie May. And I'm Ola Wear. And we are Meets. your favourite Afropop podcast. We back, baby. <laughs> I was gonna say we back. Episode nineteen, y'all. Milestone. I'm glad that you said that because I feel like I'm always the one that says it and gets it wrong. <laughs> it's okay. I can't can be forgiven. Today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're gonna do something special for episode twenty. Actually, should we do? Yeah, it. man. We might even do it in the park don't tell them, don't at tell social them. distance. Oh, oh don't tell that's them. not don't a bad them. idea. Oh, well, it's not. It's not confirmed anywhere. <laughs> okay, cool. Until they see it, until it drops. Until they um, see it, they don't know. Um, so, in the interest of keeping through time, just a quick throw around. How's everyone doing? How's everyone feeling? Feeling better this week. This week's March. Yeah, yeah. Feeling yeah. lighter. Lighter. I feel like yeah. going to the protest as well helped me feel like okay, cool. I'm not just on the timeline chatting crap. I'm actually mm. fighting for a cause. And we've been seeing a few changes this week as well. So yeah, yeah. feeling optimistic. Cautiously optimistic. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, same, um, Ola? Yeah, definitely, I agree. I think I wasn't able to go to the protest, unfortunately. I think um, in terms of um, just feeling, yeah, like Gracie said, feeling like change is happening, feeling like the rhetoric is getting through. Um, like I've been saying, like reclaiming back that race card that apparently we weren't allowed to play. Mm. Um, like mm. It just really feels like change is, like change is on the horizon and it's 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 a mo it's, it's not a moment it's a movement isn't it it's a long-term goal but it feels like changes that's good speaking of the race car what's that you've got a new page right yeah 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 i started um um something called um the black car talks um and that's all just about that like reclaiming the narrative of the race card having the mm. necessary conversations to educate people around race um okay. both on in, in any spectrum from the racist to the anti-racist um okay. and also the black culture itself educate that as well so yeah that's good um no that's really good um yeah kind of feel the same definitely feel a lot lighter um speaking of obviously some of the changes that we've seen it leads me nicely onto um my version of twitter timeline so obviously this week we have gone through um a number of changes that we've seen we've seen the removal of certain certain statutes i believe Mm. there were there 33 councils in england 33 or 35 um, and 28 of those have reviewed or are willing to review some of the statues they have within their jurisdictions and mm. apparently five also yeah five so there is 33 yeah five of them have said that they are not going to review which I think is a very slightly interesting take mm-hmm. at least be open to the conversation but we will probably know where they are um, around the country um, but in terms of the removal of statues which is very very good obviously they are a lot of these statues do highlight some of the I guess the the horrible past history of the UK, um, mm. and I, I, I quote somebody on the Twitter timeline, um, an opposition to us was basically saying, let's just remember the good things he did. So ignore the fact that he was um, a racist, maybe a, a contributed to murder or whatever, but as long as we remember the good things we did, and in light of that, I just feel like, okay, well, we might as well get Hitler's statue back, um, because... Everyone has a good side to them, right? It's just that people do bad things. Um, so we have seen the removal of statues. But what I wanted to ask you guys is basically there have been a lot of things that have been highlighted in the media today where certain TV programs have been removed. One which I, I watch, uh, <laughs> Little Britain, <laughs> quite funny, quite funny. Um, and they've been a review in terms of the indus- entertainment industry and looking at what they can do in terms of removing certain things from TV. And I feel like with the statues, the TV program, um, do you think that some of these things are now becoming a little bit trivial to kind of mock the movement so that we can 
So it looks like we're essentially annoying the people with our little um, requests, I guess. They're not little, but mm. what are your thoughts on some of the things that have been highlighted in terms of, because you've seen like people like Friends producer or writer came out and said she's really sorry that it wasn't a more, you know, ethnic diverse crowd and cast. And then people were like, it's okay, we get it. Like Friends was, no, I'm just going to dump never him meant there, to be. Okay, look. <laughs> to be honest, I don't feel like we need the tokenistic performative outrage. We don't need the Friends producers saying she wished it was more diverse. In fact, it's insulting mm-hmm. when you watch Big Bang Theory and they only have one like Asian guy and there's literally no other like Black people or Asian people or Chinese people on the show. But we don't need that, right? Mm-hmm. We had My Wife and Kids. We had One on One. We had Sister Sister. But they were majoritively Black cast. We had Moesha. I'm looking for that. In fact, when mm. it comes to things like 40 Towers and Little Britain, one, okay, I'll correct myself. There are things that we call like stereotypes and tropes, yeah, where you have these generalistic statements of black people like watermelon or black people like chicken or black people are stupid chicken. or they're naturally, mm. they're naturally more able in terms of sports. Things that perpetuate stereotypes and tropes like that, we don't need, we don't want. Um, but, and however, with things like Little Britain or even Keith Lemon, who came out and apologised to Trisha Goddard, Craig David, Mel B, if you are doing, you know, a satirical show or a funny show where you're taking the mic out of a person and the way Everyone. that person acts as opposed to a race, mm-hmm. it's fine. It's comedy. Everyone does dark humour. Everyone... No, it's not for this conversation. I personally, I'm not someone that engages in comedic comedy like that. Like, I don't watch things like, um, what's that show where you send in shows of people falling over and hitting their heads and stuff? You know the show? Oh, you've been framed. You've been framed, right. Been framed, I don't find yeah, you've been yeah. framed funny. I don't really watch Tyler Perry movies or Medea because I don't find, like, that That humour isn't me. I don't watch dark humour. I'm not really into comedic content, so I'm not going to comment too much on that. But what I will say is when you start, you know, perpetuating negative stereotypes of a race as opposed to mocking a single person then you're in dangerous territory and you're right you should be taken off air but with um Mm -hmm. with what i've seen of 40 towers which isn't that much because obviously it's a show from what the 70s uh, and what i've I've, I've consumed of little britain where you know they're not just taking the mick out of black people but they're also taking the mick out of like white people there's the character of the only gay in the village in wales like i think i think it's not a one one size fits all you have to take it case by case and let's take it back to the real argument right when we're talking about black lives matter yes we want everyone to have more consciousness yes we want everyone to be more um but where it gets silly is if you're trying to get everything politically correct because you're just going to tip people against you and it detracts exactly. from the fact that actually what we want is for br- police brutality to be reduced, for black women to not die in the middle of labor for black grads to mm. get jobs like that what we mean when black lives matter and, and I'll just end with this point because I know I've said a lot. The media does no, shape a lot of the narrative. So yes, the, yep. the media has a responsibility, but don't trivialise what we're trying to say. Agreed. Instead of, you know, using this as a scapegoat, okay, we'll remove these shows that nobody was watching anyway. How about invest into black writers, black producers, black content, mm. like Channel 4 does? Uh, I'm not going to say they always get it right, but like Channel 4 does. That's my rant mm-hmm. over. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'll go. Um, so I think, I think like, yeah, you could dissect this in so many different ways, but I'm just going to try and keep it as simple as possible. I think if you think about it in terms of the concept of the white saviour, it goes back to Gracie's point in terms of, did we ask for them to take Little Britain off the TV show? No. Did we, did we ask um, for anyone? Um, did we ask for the friends person to apologise and so on and so forth? I understand. And this is where it gets difficult because when pe- white people are trying to help, 
And when they are trying to be anti-racist, in those situations, people can, to some extent, use their guilt to do more than is required for the movement. And I think that's, mm-hmm. these are some of the examples. Well, I think on the other side, some of the things to consider is that whilst we have grown up in London, in a situation in which it was funny to watch Little Britain because you knew your friends weren't racist, you could have lived mm-hmm. in a village where people were actually very racist. And actually, you could have been the only gay in a village and it wasn't comfortable. And you could equally have been the black person in the vi- village that apparently lived that stereotype and it wasn't comfortable. And so actually, mm-hmm. I think that may skew our opinion in terms of whether or not that show is okay. But the reality of it is that there are people out there that could have been watching that show, that could have been, that it could have actually negatively affected how they were seen in school and so on and so forth. So in of terms course, of that, yeah. I feel like that, there's, there's multiple ways you can peel that back and look at it. But I think it always comes back to the heart of it. And that's what we don't have. We just have, we just have blanket statements of the fact that people, things have been taken down. Someone feels bad about this. And so then we can't really see the person's heart in it. We don't know if they were working mm-hmm. from a white saviour um, perspective. We don't know if they were trying to dull down the narrative of Black Lives Matter. And we don't know if mm-hmm. they actually just felt really bad and wanted to take it down. Um, mm-hmm. And that's the problem, that in the situations where people talk about race, they take, talk about it in such a thin way for the necessary... because they want to be politically correct and us that are going to be more critical of it we don't have enough information to be critical of it yes so next to the statues so bring down the statues of people that have been there since the 1800s I completely agree with because history is in the hands like and I think in in the example of Edward Colston I think the other thing that that, um, the media got berated for after Peter Patel and Boris Johnson had essentially Mm. condemned the whole movement was the fact that people had been appealing for these statues to come down since 1990. Um, And so there were petitions, there were all sorts of demonstrations to get those statues down. It was never taken seriously. In 2018, Mm -hmm. the same mayor that said that um, he's happy that the statue is down actually tried to get it down in 2018. And the person who boycotted it coming down was the same um, person that I'm pretty sure Edward Colston created the movements the movements still exist and they're the ones that were in control of whether the statue would come down and or change mm-hmm. the plaque you know what I mean like power exists power corrupts and that's what we saw from that so then all of a sudden when all of that came to the media and it was clear that people had been fighting this for years all of a sudden came the need to take to review all statues and I'm all for that let's let's look into our history and see how bad it is let's see how many points in times corruption meant a movement didn't win I think mm-hmm. in the situation of Churchill like, this is not me trying to be, like, I, I'm try- this is me trying to think about it in terms of really how history goes, right? Mm-hmm. Realistically, you can't tell someone's history until about 50 years after the movement um, because you don't really know how impactful they were. And we've just mm-hmm. about gotten to 50 years with Churchill. So I'm not saying that it shouldn't come down. I'm saying it might be too soon um, because mm-hmm. the, the points and the comments about the fact that he was contentious in every part of his, um, in every part of his leadership, um, whether or not it was actually him leading, um, whether or not it was about race relations or not, like he mm. he he's um, he did not appeal to everyone, um, and that's one of the things that he's renowned for that he led mm. how, as he led, and so it's like fifty years down the line to take that statue down. I do agree would be it may be too early um, mm. because mm. the same way you think about it in terms of like um, apartheid and so on. Like when they mm. had those restorative justice conversations, the only people that went to jail were the ones who, when you heard someone's story, you still felt right in the things that you had done. Now, yeah. and those were the people that were victimised. Those I'm not victimised. Those were the people that were sent to jail. 
And we don't have the ability to ask Churchill those questions when he was leading at that time. And so to me, it's a little bit like maybe considering that this, this we're literally celebrating 75 years of VE Day this year. Like, I just feel like maybe it's too soon to take that statue down. Um, and I feel like, you know what, maybe in to, to their point, it's you can remove it if they really want. They can have it in a museum. Which is what they're doing with Let Colston. Let it be in a museum. That, that's yeah, actually yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, because there was one, was it Bristol where the man in the crutches was like, I will fight you. The old, um, the one that was overlooking the harbour. I can't remember what harbour it was. But basically there was, they were, they were guarding a statue. And I was thinking, trust me, no Black Lives Matter person is even stepping foot in those areas mm -hmm. to come and take your little statue down. And I'm sure there's more... There's, there's issues when it comes to like what was he the the guy with the uh, Boy Scouts yeah the founder of the Boy yeah, Scouts yeah, yeah. I just find it difficult that there wouldn't be anything that around the idea of paedophilia that wouldn't even be an issue to be honest in that case I just so, feel like the whole argument of whether a statue should be up or not comes down to mm. evaluating your history and if you would prefer to celebrate someone knowing that in Churchill's example you. Um, and the whole Nazi movement, mm. but equally he caused the Bengali famine, which wiped out a whole people. That's down to the consciousness mm -hmm. of British people. And if they would like to overlook yeah. that, you know, genocides took place, famine took place as the direct actions of one person, but, you know, he stopped Hitler, who was also obviously perpetra uh, perpetrating um, probably one of the worst humanities um, in, in history full stop. I don't know. I think it, it's a difficult conversation to have because Ola's right. It 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 is very soon, but we can't ignore mm -hmm. that he did a lot of wrong. Yeah. And, and if exactly. if they're able in France and other countries to take down statues of King um, Leopold, who killed the um, Congolese people because they realised that his atrocities were terrible, then I feel like Britain is in the same position to have those conversations and not do that British bulldog thing that they want to do or the English rose thing that they want to do. Like, Churchill did bad things, acknowledge it and mm. figure out a better way to celebrate the good he done, which mm. may or may not be in the form of statues, but like you said, could be in the form mm. of memorials. Um, and actually, I don't even believe in the memorial argument. Put him in a museum. Do it. Mm. I think. Yeah. I think. I, I think it's difficult as well. I think the other thing to remember that it is difficult when there are statues of people in the country that also aren't British people as well, um, which is something that is different about this country. So obviously, there's the Nelson Mandela statue um, in Southwark, um, which some would also argue. So yeah, some of the things that exactly. Um, and so then I feel like that's that's why I mean that's why I feel like if you, you wanted to do this in the interest of everyone. Like let's not let's not talk about history too soon, and that's what that that's the main thing. Like it is too soon to talk about whether or not. Um, but the thing is, you say that, and in our history lessons, yes, we learn about the Tudors. Yes, we learn about Henry VIII. Yes, we learn about the Vikings. But we also learn about World War One and World War Two. Taking down a statue doesn't eradicate the history. Doesn't eradicate the impact. It just means we're not actively mm. celebrating someone that wiped out a people. Mm. Yeah, and I think I think one of the compromises on that should always be that we should learn the whole history. We should know. We yeah, should know. not the white not just bits. Yeah. Because I don't know if you guys listen to the BBC um, like clip on why it's so um, why the debate of Churchill's statue is so contentious. But one of the things they continuously said is that we don't currently know if he was actually hoarding food for the sake of 
And we know that he was trying to feed people. We don't know if he was trying to do it to cause a start a famine. And it's like, th- that doesn't, to me, when they came out with that argument, I was like, it doesn't matter. He caused one. He caused one. People died in <laughs> like, the millions. Yeah. As a result, like, that, that he caused like, one. Asian people are speaking out about it. The few that I have on my timeline, which is really bad, but, you know, Twitter is an echo chamber. What you see is pretty much a reflection of what you already believe. But the things that have kind of slipped through include things like, um, you know, when he was hoarding that food for British people, it meant that the Indian people or the Bengali people specifically could not eat. At mm, what point mm. do we not consider that that is the cause of famine if they would have ordinarily exactly. been able to eat? It's a direct result mm-hmm. of his actions. Like, yeah. hello, hi. And I think like it's the same. Like, it's um, it's, it's actually, as we talk about this more and more, the more I, I, I sort of, I'm, I, I want to liken it to Mugabe a little bit. Like, because actually the reality of Mugabe's leadership is that he fought for independence. Mm-hmm. He was a veteran mm-hmm. um, and his story mm-hmm. changed towards being someone that was a dictator um, through years of being the person that felt like he was shouting and Britain wasn't listening. His whole story, everything yeah. about him changed. And then the story that became he, he became known for was the idea that he kicked out all the, all the British farmers, even though Zimbabwe has enough fertile soil to feed the whole of Africa. And so then he was seen as the person that was the reason for the starvation of Africa. And it's like, but we have someone that is the direct reason for the starvation of a whole people. And we're not addressing that. Because Mugabe is gone and his reign is is tarnished. Why is Churchill's not? Thank you. That's it. That is it. Yeah, that is I think it. I've changed my. I think I've changed my view on that. To be honest, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. No, but it's good. I mean, like, like you say, is I think essentially right now it's just not what we're kind of looking for. It's good for them to review it, but then I think it's also as a distractor, distractor for them, for the bigger picture. There are other things and pressing issues as to why we are protesting. Mm-hmm. That need to also be addressed without them using. I will say though, shall we just to that point? Um, we can address all of them. There's enough of us. Mm-hmm. We, we can take down statues at the same time as attacking police brutality, at the same time as looking yeah. at mortality rates in labour, at the same time as looking at employment rates. Ideally, yes. In history, we have never is, focused on one are... point and then said, OK, this one's done. We'll move on to the next because it's never done. The yeah, work yeah, is yeah, never yeah. done. But when you think of the reality, but the problem is when you're thinking of the reality, the people taking down the statues, they're willing to do one thing at a time mm. because to them, it just looks like a whole the council's, thing of, oh, everything we need But the council's to do. responsible for taking exactly down statues <laughs> are not the people responsible you're speaking for... From, um, you're speaking from a, a sensible point of view, but the reality but is that's I'm not how they see the conversations that, are happening with different people. The council yeah, that is. takes down the statue has a different conversation to the person talking about institutional racism with the police. In they're the NHS, com- yeah. Or, like, it's true. It's, they're different yeah. conversations that we have it's with true. different people, it's so true. we can have them at the same time. We, it'd be different if we were all having them with just Pretty Patel mm. or just Boris Johnson, because, yeah, they're stretched to capacity, mm. they can't... Uh-huh, Which would uh-huh. be a blunder. They'd be a bottleneck, but actually, <laughs> the conversations we're having are targeted at different people, so we can address them all so. at the same time. Hello, hi. Yeah. And I actually I completely agree with Gracie because that was one of that's one of my main concerns about this that they're because there's so much to shout about to some extent the government are going to they they're going to be worried about the fact that there are so many people in this country who are still racist who are going to be thinking mm. is it every day that you must be doing something else to please Do you know what I mean if every well if, unfortunately it looks and like that, exactly but, yeah. that's the reality of it what we have found from this is that the and it, we I sent you guys the article about the fact that NHS in terms of um, blood donations is seen to be institutionally racist. We already know that that is the case with the police. 
Um, like how many mm. more central services do we need to see this from before review mm. and action is taken? So the reality of it mm. is that in every part of these arms, they need to be addressing it. They need to be focusing on it. But to the person who is mm. racist or to the person that doesn't understand racism, they're seeing that like, is it every day? Um, and, yeah. <laughs> and But then that shouldn't stop the government. Because if you solve racism in NHS, it doesn't solve the racism in the police. They're two different subjects. It doesn't solve it in the housing situation. It doesn't solve the reason that people are dying is because they live, 50% of um, BAME people live in um, more... um, uh, Impoverished areas. What's the word? Density Density populated communities as a result of the fact that they couldn't take out loans to buy houses like their white counterparts. That is the reality of it. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> obviously let us know what you guys thought. I mean, that's been it's very interesting the conversation and then the arguments, obviously, about being able to do everything at the same time. But obviously, we're looking at who are actually making those changes mm. physically within these institutionally racist um, organizations, anyway. Um, it's good to see that people are actually doing the changes and making the changes and making things happen. Um, I don't see why, like you said, Gracie, that things can't be done at the same time. But I think on the outset and what the media are portraying, it looks like we've just got so many things to shout about. But unfortunately, in the reality, that is what it is. And until that eradicates, we are going to continue screaming mm. from the rooftops that certain things need to be changed. But um, guys, it will be really good to have your opinion. Um, those listening in, watching us on YouTube, what you guys think of the whole situation. Mm. Is it sort of trivial? Are we fighting every single corner unnecessarily? Um, which areas matter to you? Uh, let us know your thoughts uh, drop us a comment in the comment sections below now we are moving on Who's taking uh, I can take this one um, so we're going to be talking Ooh. about Gliz I'm, I'm assuming that's how you say his name is that how you say his name yeah Gliz G-Liz we don't care G-Liz, we don't know G-Liz yeah yeah we don't know can't, can't uh, I, never knew, I didn't know him oh yeah same this you but um, for those that don't know who is he yeah cool I'll give the context. Um, if anyone knows the line that he actually said as well, do let me know. Um, I didn't... As in we should say it. In yeah, Europe. yeah. It's not a problem. I okay, cool. So, um, <laughs> Gliz um, is a UK um, rapper um, who's... Um, whose career essentially ended before it started, has been the catchphrase. Literally. Um, (laughs) um, He um, posted a picture, um, well, not a picture, he posted a video of him rapping. It's about a two-minute segment. He's rapping outside of a car. Uh, He's taken a few pictures, done a few photo shoots around it as well. Um, The reason he became so well-known, he was sort of trending on Twitter um, and so on, is because um, in his song, um, as he was... um, rapping on the beats, as it were. Um, <laughs> he got to a certain bar and went into um, a line. I, I wouldn't know how many bars it was, but he basically went into a line when he switched He switched his flow, speaking from English to Yoruba, um, and was talking specifically about black girls when he was talking about when he did when he did that switch. Um, Even more specifically about Tiwa Savage, who actually retweeted him. Yes, yes. Um, so um, do you have the lyric? Um, unfortunately, I can't play it at the same time. Oh, okay, that's fine. I feel like we but skimmed anyway, over the fact so... you said he's British. He's a white guy speaking Yoruba. <laughs> is he white? Is he looks? Um... Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like we know that we, we... could have this as a debate because we just had the conversation about Jack Fowler. But either ways, he's not Nigerian. Yeah, he's he's not Nigerian. He's a he's a white guy. Um, that came out with a Nigerian like a Yoruba lyric in his song, and basically Twitter went mad. He then posted it on Instagram, um, and so on and so forth. And yeah, he got quite a lot of publicity for it. Um, in some of the backlash, people were like, "Oh, you guys are getting really excited. Like this guy, he's just said one Yoruba lyric, and now every black girl wants him, and so on and so forth." So there was a lot of talk about that in terms of how quickly 
we allow people to sort of appropriate the culture. This was before um, he was exposed. Um, so yes. as you guys are aware, um, Twitter has um, Twitter is a, it's a reckless place. Um, and so <laughs> people went through his Very. old tweets. Um, let me even see if I can find them. People went through his old tweets to come and see some of the things that he had said in the past. Sis, if you, um, can I just say, Ola, I don't even... God. Uh, I was just gonna say, I don't even think they went through. I think they had them stored already. Oh. I just believe everybody <laughs> has these packages on everyone because they are way too quick <laughs> for the line in which this guy dropped for somebody to come out with, Is this you, hun? And that was how quick it was. But that is my favorite line to come out of quarantine, though. Is this you? Like, Mate. people just drew like, someone yeah. years ago and be like, Rah, don't talk too Rah. loud, bro. You I had an Is this you moment, Uh-oh. guys. Oh, go on, tell yeah. us. Tell us. <laughs> I'll tell you oh, off camera. Oh, right, okay, fair. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't wayward. It wasn't, it wasn't wayward, but I almost felt a bit wayward. You know, like, wow. <laughs> like, okay, wait. <laughs> and then I said so, and they were like, wow, you replied like a true celebrity. I was like, no, no, no. It, it is, is, it is, it is. Mate, I, I was looking, I tweeted something about Boris Johnson's like eight part response to um, Churchill's statue. And then I was like, I'm going to delete this. You know, when you're like, if this ever comes back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because yeah. we think about context we've spoken about things being taken out of context exactly, but yeah go exactly. on okay so let's do um let's read out the tweets that he had said so uk tlt favorite favorite um twitter twi- um twitter account right now um basically this you these were some of the things that he had said in the, in the past so in 2013 he said black black girls fucking hell um, he also said, this is why I'm reluctant to marry a black girl, same year. Um, lick out a black girl, girl and wake up with pink eye. He said that in 2012. Um, and then what he is- said, this black, this girl is so black again in 2012. Um, There's so- <laughs> more, if you would like me to elaborate. He said, oh, yeah, um, let's go. on the 21st of November 2012, giving you the specifics, I just don't fuck with Somalians full stop. They just make me uncomfortable, oh, to yes. be honest. LOL. He then said, you mm. think niggas, you are, um, you with, are with you? I don't know. That's not English. But he said that on the 2nd of January 2012. In um, 2011, he said, nigga, get a life. I don't care. Um, and in 2013, he <laughs> said, run, nigga, run, nigga, run, motherfucking run. So I think that's lyrics. But regardless, okay. uh, he put the asterisk, though, in the nigga. I'm like, bro, if you're going to say it, just say it. No, mm. he, he shouldn't have said it because some well, people wouldn't agree. Yourself? No, well, he, he was enabled. That's that, and that's probably one of the arguments. There's no, two more no, tweets. Sorry, no, guys, no, let me no, land no. the two more tweets. <laughs> don't ever don't say he was he enabled. Wasn't don't say it. No, anyway, I'll tell you what. There's, okay, I'll tell you what. There are three more tweets. We'll get into it. So he goes, um, LOL, man said Nigerians are scrubbing in a bath with tumbleweed. Then somebody, um, called C and E man tweeted, think of an animal. That begins with the letter N, and the response was Nigerians. And then there's just one more. He said, The Zim accent is unfortunate, though. One kid on the bus said, I don't care. (laughs) Sorry, I can't even do it in the accent. But he basically wrote, I don't care. He bout school and a rebel. Um, And that one got eight retweets, and it was from 2012. As you were, ladies. Okay, before we go into it, um, let's read his response. Let's read his reply after um, someone um, someone tweeted an image of uh, <laughs> someone tweeted an image. I don't know if anyone saw this of basically um, like a, a graph, and it was called the jig. And there was someone like presenting, and he goes, "As you, we can all see, guys, the jig is up." <laughs> so, um, 
<laughs> so after this, he then replied a little response, probably about a day later. Um, some years ago, yeah. yeah, an apology. Some years ago, I tweeted some disgusting things. No excuses. It was hurtful, ignorant, and unacceptable. It doesn't represent who I am as a person today or what I stand for in the slightest. But I know that doesn't matter. I have to be held accountable for what I say. Looking at those tweets now, I can see what was. I, I can see I was too comfortable. That's the first time he says that. Joining in on jokes which I had no place to make, especially as a white person, regardless of who or what colour my friends were. Again, another justification. Um, black culture, black music, black people have shaped who I am today, and I'm fully aware of how damaging those kind of comments are and still are. I got way, way too comfortable. Third time he's referred to the idea of being too comfortable. I am so, so, so sorry um, for not only disrespecting the people and the culture that I love so much, but also for offending my and disappointing my friends, family, and anyone else who has supported me so far. This has been a huge lesson for me, and I can only apologize, learn more, and continue to be in support of black culture, black people, and most importantly, black women. Once again, I am sorry. Now, my point is essentially the point that um, Gracie and um, that Cindy made. About I don't think I don't think this is an apology. In all honesty, how dare you? Use how dare you apologize to black women in your penultimate sentence? Is that what is that? Do you think it was the apology in the I'm always looking at the bigger picture here? Do you think it was <laughs> an apology in the penultimate sentence or it was a, an apology to us in general? But he wanted to highlight black women. No, in the end. you highlight that at the beginning. You do not spend three different sentences explaining the reason in which you could have got into that situation of being too comfortable. That's basically saying, I'm sorry, but. It's That's not just, I'm did, sorry, but he's basically putting the onus on his black friend saying, well, they were doing it, so yeah. I felt comfortable to do it too. Get out of here with that. And I should have known I never should have. Like, literally, this is, this is exactly... The reason I completely don't believe in this is because, essentially, this is exactly the same argument as a white person using the N-word. But you This is what it, they would say. So I should you guys it. say it too. And so I got too comfortable, and now I understand that I should never have done that. Mate... This should never have been something you ever felt comfortable to ever own and or appropriate. That's and your stupid friends should stop. have pulled you up. Stupid friends. Yeah, that's definitely true. But to me, I don't take this as an apology. I what do you want? What do you? Two... How do you want? What do you want him from him? I don't want anything from him. I want. I want the world to give him two followers and no listens and likes or response. Because I personally think I think this is insulting. Cindy <laughs> says, <laughs> "What do you want from him?" No, no, no. I feel like I'm just thinking about the whole. You know how we talk about Twitter cancelling and whatnot, and it's still like you know, like uh, there's a certain member of a podcast that every time he tweets, no matter what he tweets, the timeline will bring up his past, and it's just like you know when someone's apologised for something, it's like okay, what more do you want? Because essentially, even in the um, the uh, is it arbitration <laughs> when we when people are. I don't know why I needed to use that word. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's arbitration. I knew term. exactly what I wanted to do by using that word and I fumbled the bag. But in terms of like when it comes to crime and stuff and people pay their time, just because they've done something, what is, how is it when someone does something wrong? And I'm not saying this guy in particular, is it that they should now die? Because no. Can I say something though? It's not like you should come Gracie, and die. you go, yeah, you Gracie. But... <laughs> His insults on most of those, apart from maybe the Somali tweet and the Zim Kids tweet, was directed at women. So why are we the last yeah. apology? You should have been specific. Yeah. As specific as you were in your insults, be specific in your apology. And it's not because Tiba Savage, well, okay. the queen of Afrobeats, now retweeted you that, that you're now feeling a kind of way. 
the 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 just response is yes we cancel him and we cancel him for life so nobody else feels brave enough to do it again because we've said it in several podcasts and i'll continue to say it again the black culture black people are too forgiving people don't feel the the financial ramifications we don't stop buying tommy hilfiger even when he said he didn't make it for black people i don't care what tommy has come out and said later we don't stop um, using Unilever, even though we know their um, stupid impact on the way Nigeria was formed and everything else. There is mm. never any financial, long-lasting impact when people insult Black people, the Black community, Africans. So one person will apologise. Mm. I think they can keep doing it and keep doing their crowd because even if they're cancelled on Twitter, they're still financially supported somewhere. Oh, don't get me started. I'm mm. angry. I'm angry. None. No, I completely like Cindy. Do you want to go? You go. What What do you think? Um, my thoughts. What do I think? I feel like yeah. <laughs> the thing is, I pers- only because I personally know I have made some wayward mistakes in the past. I can't even remember. I probably haven't. I'm just covering a blanket, but not to the point that I will incite any sort of racial hatred against certain races or whatnot. This is going to come out, and then somebody's going to come this year. Yeah? <laughs> but all I'm saying is, that at the end of the day, yeah we have to be defined in terms of what apology we want because the reality of trying to say that I get, we can, he can have certain, you know, um, sponsorship cancelled. He can lose money in a certain way. And I understand that that should be a, that should be a punishment for what you have done. But after a while, when somebody has done their time, done their punishment and we can evidence the fact that they no longer share those views, I feel like just nope. as people, you should just and cancelled. Yeah. But that's my opinion. <laughs> nope. I feel like you can only if you've done something and you no longer feel those views. You may have been in a situation where that was your train of thought based on the the, work, the life you've been brought up and whatever. I'm not saying in this situation, but I'm saying in general. After you've done the apology and you generally no longer feel those views, nope. there's only so much. Like, what more do you want? You know, you know, you know what I there? think. That's the reality. You know what I think. It. Yeah. Let, let's look at it. Let, let's look at it this way. Let's think about it as though not. He's, let's not think about it in terms of like influential figure, figures and let's just think about it in terms of people. The one thing that you really barely, you barely forgive people for in this life is betrayal. And just because this person is someone that we don't know, for some reason, he can come to the cookout later. Like when he's, when he's, when he's shown himself to be worthy and so on, that's the phrase that is being used right now. You can come to the cookout. You get an invite to the cookout, all of this. So all of a sudden, because now he's put an apology up, maybe he's going to do a strong way. Put an apology, because remember, he doesn't. He no longer feels that way. Like we can argue yeah, that. Back I, and I understand that. I understand that. But then the reality of it is that let's use this as a personal situation. If one of your friends does something like this, you cut them off. Eight years down the line, if they are a different person, I never would have got the chance to know that because I cut them off. And it goes back to Gracie's point of the fact that we need to make those ties. We need to make it clear that like. We, we just can't, like, we can't make these situations, we can't keep allowing these situations to happen in which there are no ramifications for the wrong that no, people No, there do. are ramifications. I understand that this guy... There are going to be ramifications, but, and, but there's, there's different ramifications, isn't it? Like, if you, if you... Okay, somebody that, for example, has a car accident, yeah, because you were recklessly driving, it shouldn't be that you should never be allowed to drive again in your life. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't, mm. We have to be real about it. You've had it, you, you were way where you should be punished for a certain amount of time and then you will know, and that's how the justice system works in reality. Like you should be punished and then your punishment. But to say that you can never drive again, it's just a bit, it's a bit, it's I, not. And, I, and I understand what you're right. For example, I, this is him, not somebody that is, is still racist or that doesn't like black. And I get people. it, right? I'm just saying, no. it looks, your your yeah. first point was we've made mistakes in our past, and God forbid that mistakes we made five years ago, people would still be judging us on it now. I get that. But in general, 
what I'm saying is this this period of ramification needs to be lengthy enough for the change to be mm. real as opposed to just a statement you made on your notes and screenshot and put it on Twitter. Yeah. But then he got found... Okay, we're in 2020. At the end of the day, lengthy enough, I get it, and that's fine. That's what I'm saying. We can put a... I'm not saying put a time on it, but we can't cancel it forever. Do you know what I mean? If this but had happened in 2013 should... and we'd highlighted it, essentially, he's had the seven years to be cancelled from all the cookouts. But, but then, no, I... it's 2020. <laughs> no, I understand, I understand what you're saying, but then this is why I'm trying to say, let us look at this as though it's a personal person. Because we wouldn't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, what evidence, apart from his apology on notes that he has screenshotted in dark mode, would have... Oh, 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 hey, don't you say that I'm not saying that he sat there and he said, let me change it to the black just in case. I'm not saying that. I'm just, I'm, I'm, oh I'm trying God. to extend the understanding of the idea that we're just going to say, we're going to let him off just because he I did a note. I have a good example, sorry. No, we don't you know. know. When they did, we don't um, know. Do they know it's Christmas, yeah? And the lyrics are stupid, like where they've never seen oh. any this and that or whatever. Da, 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 da. Like we've been celebrating Christmas. Oh yeah, where they they cry, they cry, and let me. Thank you. While you're getting the lyrics, oh, let me God. remind you, yeah, that many of the stupid people that were involved in the recording, production, and release of that song <laughs> were calling for another version to be. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for COVID and therefore Black Lives mm-hmm. Matter. Let me tell you something. It's because we didn't cancel them twenty years ago that they can use their full chest, their full throats, and their vocal cords to say, "Let's do part two There was nothing great about that song. We don't know where the funds went. We don't know how much change happened off the back of that song. All you did was perpetuate a negative stereotype of Africa and Africans, which is why mm-hmm. in America a lot of people still think we have the flies on our nose. Forget the mud huts. There is beauty in mud huts. That- our culture and what have you but there's still a negative stereotype about mm-hmm. poverty about famine in africa because of stupid things like that the same people that were involved in that exactly. track that still want part two 20 30 years later are going to be that is the forecast for this guy coming back in 10 years saying well i did my apology can you guys get over it no because you're going to come back in 10 years and say something else that's wayward and stupid and we're going to be like oh well <laughs> we didn't pull him up properly the first but time. he's not though mm. how do you know that cindy you're not his name no him for a Exactly. And also, still, let me, can, I, can I add to the Bob Geldof but... thing? Can I add to the Bob Geldof thing, please? I think another thing to remember is that when they tried to do a remake of this song, they even had the nerve to ask Fuse ODG to come and do this song. This wasn't um, for this game. He said, said no. He said, can okay, you not see cool. the lyrics of that? Can you not see the lyrics of that song? Me that I'm here. But that not this everyone is... is a Fuse. Can we just say that? Not everyone yeah. is a Fuse. There are going to be some black people. And have we've seen it. We are not, we don't all share the same opinion. We have the Candice Owens. We She's have a the, dumb, yeah. Um, uh, Sean. Yeah, uh, but then uh, to be fair, she actually very, very recently, she um, very she articulated herself very well in the argument for Black Lives Matter in the Senate. So I give her that. I don't know if you no, guys have seen, seen that it. video. No, it's just cancelled to me. She shut down. She shut down them racist, them racist people in that Senate. But anyway, go on. Was this the, in 2020? No, it was this sorry, year. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, on that note, though, she said that Black Lives Matter is a white bat organization to cause discord within the black community that they actually don't want unity for black people. What they're trying to do is pit black people against each other. And where did you get that information from? And why would you perpetuate that if a majority of what Black Lives Matter, the movement is doing, has a greater effect? Like, stop. 
With the propaganda. I didn't know that. Yeah, she's okay. She's a bad woman. There's okay. so many things. Yeah. And she's wild. Okay. You know what? Can I just say the lyrics? Can I just say the lyrics? Okay, cool. So here it is. Um, but there's a world outside your window, and the world is dread of is the world of dread and fear, where the only water flowing is the bitter sting of tears. And the Christmas bells that ring there are the clanging chimes of doom. Well, tonight, thank God, it's them instead what? of you. And there you won't be... <laughs> okay. We're not done. And there won't be snow in Christmas this time. Um, the greatest gifts they'll see this year is life. Ooh. Where nothing ever grows, no rain or river flows, do they know it's Christmas time at all? Africa, all 54 countries don't have Feed snow, don't have water. The only water we have <laughs> is the, the tears. We don't have any gifts. Our only gift is life. Stop it. Stop it. Yeah. Planning chimes of doom. Not all of the music that you have appropriated over multiple years. Planning chimes of doom. <laughs> and you have to remember, Grace's point is valid. This is what, like, we have no no idea as to whether or not this guy has really changed yep. his views. He we don't hasn't. know if Tommy Hilfiger they actually wanted... changed his... We don't know if Tommy... <laughs> we don't know if Tommy Hilfiger changed his views or maybe there was a small financial debt. We don't know if Timberland ever changed their views. We don't know mm. any of these things. But right now, what we do know is that we're seeing action in certain places. And that's the difference, action rather than words, because this guy has done nothing Thank to prove you. it. Donate all of the money that you get from your um, first album to the culture, to the movement. Let us see that you move. So where is, this is going to be another topic for another day because I'm going to talk about the whole Black Lives Matter movement and where the money is actually going, um, essentially, because they've been called out, a few people have been called out actually online um, by us, actually, as in by black people, in terms of where money is going, where the resources are going. So I'd like to have that conversation separately to see. Because yeah. me too, I'd like to benefit from. Because I feel like right now I'm not <laughs> looking for an apology. I'm looking for revenge. <laughs> Keep all the apologies, but I care about no apology. I need but revenge because we've this suffered is what, as like, people. This is we've what I mean. Like, the reality of it. The reality. Oh, Cindy's going there. She's saying that she wants revenge. Like, the reality of it in this situation is that too often do we allow lip service mm-hmm. to be enough, and that is the reason why the the conversation right now is moving away from the idea that we need a better education system. We need MPs to be thinking more about diversity and inclusion in their cabinets. We need Matt Hancock to be having black people in their cabinets rather than a diversity of thoughts. We Sorry, need say uh, that Boris right Johnson to come because up. Because they asked things. him on Sky News how many black people are in your cabinet, and he went on to proceed to say two Asian names and then said BAME, and thank God for that presenter on Sky News. She said, yes, thank you for saying yeah. BAME, but I asked about black name, and he couldn't, black. he was bumbling. Yeah. He was mumbling. Yeah. He even, even, and then and he said diversity of thoughts. Of he thought. didn't even remember Kemi at the point. I he didn't. Think. At that point, he didn't even remember Kemi. <laughs> That's the irony. Because I'm sure there are some. The he person, just doesn't know their names. He doesn't can we know deep, them. Can we also deep that he didn't remember Kemi at the point? But I, I think I, I need to go back and look as to when they At asked. some point, he did remember. And no, he started dropping I, her name. No, no. Because I think, I think they asked a specific question about his... I'm not, I, when they asked the question about cabinet, I, I think it might have been more specific than that, which is maybe why he wasn't able to say Kemi's name. But I think in, term, okay. in terms of it, one of the things that became clear was that ir- irrespective, like he has been working with Kemi in and out, in and out. The appropriate answer would have been that, but you guys would know that the person who's qu- currently looking after um, 
equality and X, Y, Z is Kemi. She may not be in our cabinet, but you said mm-hmm. diversity of thoughts. What sort of insults? What kind of insults is that? But there's no shame and there's nothing that changes. We've seen the whole of this whole situation where we've been at home. We've watched daily press reviews on COVID and the updates. How many journalists have you seen have even been talkless of people of colour or black people? I've not seen journalists up in that space. They've all been the same people, given the same views, asking the same questions. Mm. When it comes to people, only now, when it comes to people in the audience being able to come onto the screen, we've seen that diversity in there, just mm. making sure they tick the relevant boxes. But for the longest time, None of the journalists have been black. It's like there's not even a representation. And Piers Morgan actually said it. He said himself, he was asked, I can't remember who he was asking, but he was just like, you know what, when he looks around the studio, albeit in the ITV studios, there's probably about 10, 15 of them, but he can actually say there haven't been, there aren't any black people. I know a couple of people, but there there aren't any black people. Mm. Like it's the reality, it's everywhere. And it's like, obviously every race can argue, look, there's not this person, there's not that. But the, the fact is that he, this Hancock guy made a very valid point. He said, there's diversity of thought. No, there isn't, mm. because what is happening isn't a diversity. We see that. Mm. You can't say, you can't believe that we've got enough white people where we've got different thoughts and opinions. No, because reality is, I'm going to say, essentially most of them all think the same. They all think the same. And You're you know, not going to be able to think differently if you, you all come from the same background, the same education, yeah. the same like upbringing. You're not going to. You I think, need to have that there. Just to, add, just to add to that point, no, I, hear, I completely hear you and I hear your pain in it, Cindy, because the reality of it is that you have, to think it, you have to think of it like this. Be the person or be the politician and just think about the fact that Everyone in this current, everyone in this situation, as they're finding out about racism, the lines that they're saying is that they didn't know it was this bad. Let us think about why. We're not going to know if it's not exactly you. like we have. We're not going to know. We have to deep the idea that in the education system, people have been talking and their views have been shut down. That is the reason why the MPs have now called for the education system to be reviewed by black people. Because the idea of it is that it's not that they're not black teachers; it's that they've not been listened right. to. And you have to then go, you have to look at that in every sphere. In some situations, the black people aren't there. In other situations, they haven't been listened to. It's not the idea that people have been too cautious about playing their race card all the time. It's sometimes the fact that when they have said it, people have not taken them seriously. And that is the problem. And so it's sort of like, I I feel like people need to get away from this feeling bad in their feelings of how could it ever have been this bad and making it seem as though black people have been having these conversations in the communities only. We have actively been having these conversations outside and people have literally not been listening to us. When they say... And now they are. Oh, how can it be this bad? Imagine living it. Imagine being in part of all of these institutions, interacting daily with the police, with NHS, with Mm -hmm. the government, with housing, with loan providers, with employers, with fellow people on the street. Imagine living in our shoes and always being seen as a threat, always being seen as lesser, Mm -hmm. always being seen as less intelligent, always being seen as the token, which is why when Pretty uses her big grass clap mouth and the chancellor does the same, you're happy to be a token pandering to white supremacy, pandering to these Mm. conservative, elitive um, structures that don't benefit you or your community, um, who are racist towards actually you and your community, whether they do it to your face or behind closed doors, that you have a prime time opportunity to do something that is more than tick tick a checkbox and actually affect real change that affects the community. But instead, you would rather say it's abhorrent for the statue to be in the lake. Girl, shut up. Make real change. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. That's why we and, yeah. And I think I think you also have to think about it in terms of like like imagine living through all of that and then also imagine the situations in which that isn't what you're seeing but you don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like in every because so much of the racism is so subtle at this point in time you walk out of your house daily with the inability to decipher whether someone is actually just crossing the road or they're doing yeah. it because they don't like you. That is that is literally what you're doing. Wait, wait, wait. Are we saying and that there the whole is consistently chip on your an example is an of thing? No, 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 no. I'm no, no. I'm not justifying it. I'm just I'm adding to that idea that the racism exists. And then on it top is, of yeah. that, in the situations in which it may not be happening, you would no. never mm-hmm. know because the people who are exhibiting it themselves do not know. Because like, they don't see it I as don't racism. See it as racism. So there was a guy that said, yeah, <clears throat> that Bixley wasn't racist. <clears throat> now, it's one thing to not see something and to make a statement. But when people are telling you, this is what's now being frustrating about the whole situation. When people are telling you there's racism, be open to listen. Yes. Just be open to hear what we are saying. I'll give you an example. We have fire um, things in our in our houses, some of the people I know, uh, in the post box. And this is because people at a point felt that it was wise that they can burn our ho- like burn a part of our house down, part of the garden. Now, do you know what that means? That like, people have done that. And it's down to the colour of your skin that the police have said, you know what, we're going to have to put this fire thing around your, your letterbox just in case. What is that? I remember a time when everyone has stories. There were li- literally, everyone's going through the stories about being in Bexley at the time and um, being racist and all the things. It's like, when you actually see what people have gone through, mm. and you know what it is? We're not fighters. That's why I say that this, the stereotype, we say this all the time about us being angry black people. We're angry, but we're not wayward to the point that we're going to take, if we were really <laughs> mad as they think we are and the justifications as to why they do certain things, they wouldn't even be able to step out of their own homes in their own country, That's if so I'm being true. honest with you. Because when I read the account, of some of the things that people did and do to people in our just Bexley alone, not even one of the worst places, just Bexley. Mm. I was like, my my people, and we've all accounted it. I remember the time I was going to secondary school, one white girl got on the bus, threw my bag Why? on the bus on the floor, and came and sat next to me. An empty bus, <laughs> an empty bus. Yeah, yeah. I remember one day, one day I was I got on the bus and some white girl, some she spat at me, bro. I oh, ripped good. her hair. <laughs> From the top of the bus to the bottom. Can I tell you, when I first moved to this area, um, and I can remember it clear as day, I came home and told my family. My mum even encouraged me to call the police, who I did call, by the way, and they did nothing about it. Like, they filed a police report, Mm. then I got that letter 10 days Mm. later that there was inconclusive evidence, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, guys drove past in the car and threw eggs, like raw eggs, at me. Not not just around me, not that it hit the pavement and bounced. Like as in the hard shell hit my person, broke on my skin and covered me with mm. egg. Like who does that? But in this area, there's um a group called RA, racist attack. Um yeah. and like I remember, mm. ooh, this must be like ten years ago when they had their first black member join, and I was like, huh? Like the whole ethos of this gang, like yeah. they started shortening it to RA, but the whole ethos of this gang was they didn't like the fact that this part of like I guess southeast slash northwest Kent was getting too many black people and they wanted to keep it pure and they're allegedly the people behind the Stephen Lawrence killing and everything and this whole area is racist but that's another conversation um yeah. but yeah like the fact mm. that all of us have separate mm. racist 
um, incidents that we can recall that weren't too long ago means that, guys, it's not yeah. as subtle as we're trying to make it yes. out to be. And yes, I, granted, you don't know what you don't know. So this whole piece is an education piece. I, I get mm. it. And unconscious bias is definitely a thing that we have to, you know, encourage people to say, okay, why do you think like that? Why did you act like that? All of that fluffy stuff that mm. we want. Mm-hmm. But I don't know any person in this country, mm. regardless of whether we make, what, 12% as BAME and 5% of black. I don't know any person that hasn't had a overt racist situation happen. We can talk about yeah, after exactly. what being on you know, um, Sky News when they said, okay, if you don't like the, the um, statues, go back to where you're from. And she's been on the panel of that Sky News show for like a year or two. We can talk about the um, black husband and wife who parked their nice BMW outside their mother's house or what have you. Um, and then somebody called the police on them because they were suspiciously mm. sitting in their car. And then the police came and harassed them and said, well, we want to know where you live, who's the owner of the car. We can talk about random stop and searches. Like mm. um, Black people are 9.5 times more likely to be stopped and searched than, than white people, whether it's because of targets or not. Mm. Like, guys, come on. I was stopped and searched five times in the space okay. of six months one year. I've I never get, been stopped, stopped to search, once a year. you know. I think it was, so I used to, I used to, I used to, what's it? Um, I used to play basketball and obviously you're, you're running around with a tracksuit and a bag full of balls and, <laughs> <laughs> and like, you're running for the bus because you don't want to be late because you don't want to run suicide and you'll just get stopped, stopped by the police, Dagenham Heathway, they'll tell you, sorry, we don't have a female officer, you're going to have to wait, you wait two hours for a female officer to come um, before they stop and search you and realise the bag's full of balls. Even though you're telling them, I'll take it, I'll take off the tracksuit. I'll, I'll open, open the bag. The I'm sure you I'll show said. you. I'll open the bag. Oh, that's some bullshit. I'll open the bag. Where? Yeah. Where have so, you been stopped? Um, mine is actually sure. very local to me. Um, actually, they didn't even wait for a female officer. I've been searched by men and they have manhandled my person. And that's a whole different topic. Yes. And again, yeah. this is back, actually, um, I can put a date on it. Let's say if I'm my age, then this is probably like 12 years ago. Where again, I was rolling with the man then, like before um, I started playing basketball regionally, which was before I stopped. Um, I would. Sh- hey, I was back in the day, basketball. Back in the day, yeah, I used to represent the city of London, did youth games and everything and stuff like that. But yeah, so um, in my area with the guys and where I was the only girl, I would usually get caught up with them getting stopped and searched. And at least on a, when you talk about it, you had a bag full of balls. Like these times, everyone just had their own ball and we were just in kit and we were just doing our thing. And they would say, oh, we've been watching you on the CCTV Mm. from this place and we saw you do this, that and the third. And it was never us. And Mm. there was never any reason. And when people say, oh, no, you're right. It means nothing when you're a young person in London because you will ask them for their badge number. They won't say anything. You ask them for their name. They won't say anything. They're supposed to have cards Mm. on them. They will not give you the card. After they manhandled you and then they're kiki in between themselves, they Mm. will just... Bus case and go. Like nothing, no, nothing that nothing's going to happen. They will put you in handcuffs yeah. and then let you go. And then when you ask for the specifics, they won't give you the information because they know yeah. that they're entitled. And even mm. if, if they give you the details, they know nothing's going to happen. I'm sorry. I'm tired of the convo. Should we wrap up? Mm. <laughs> Let's know. Yeah, it's just about, you know, we, we're going through tough times now. And that's why some of the things I feel like they're not even trivial. I think they just all deserve to be called out at some point. Unfortunately, mm. it's going to feel like that. But the more... Now, use to your advantage um, where you can and just spread a positive word. Like, just... (laughs) But, like, no, just be as positive Mm. in light of everything that is happening. And I'm taking this as my own words. Like, I have a vision of how I feel like everyone thinks, um, but I'm trying not to think like that. I'm trying to just work together with making... 
I think that's it. I think that's it. Like, I think the reality of it is that all of us need to check our preconceived ideas of what's going on. But we just need to, like, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. the, the, the fundamental difference between everyone being able to do that is asking the question why. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And that that is... Mm-hmm. No, sorry, then that, that's just the I, question that I think some races mm-hmm. and people of colour have had to ask way too, way too many times. And so we just need allies to do that as well. Just mm-hmm. ask why. And speak up at every opportunity. Yeah, I said it no, in the last no. podcast, I'll say it again. Don't wait for it to become a macroaggression or a covert, mm. like, I mean, sorry, overt act of racism. If it's covert, mm. if it's subtle, if it's a microaggression, if mm. it's a negative stereotype, like, yes, it's tiresome mm-hmm. to be the person that always has to educate. It's tiresome mm. to always be the person that calls it out. But don't let racists feel like they can be comfortable in your presence. Whether you're mm. an ally, whether you're white, and you're Basically. not an ally whether you don't feel like this applies to you it applies mm. to everyone like yeah, please check yourself an example being my sister mm-hmm. wrote an email to her employers this week saying yo no one has said anything about black lives matter no one is talking about the racial tension it's not mm. fair and yeah their company is actually mm. great in terms of um, if you look at the population of black people in the uk it's five percent and five percent of her workforce is black so she didn't have an issue in terms of employment but she said you know mm. what is the company's stance why has nobody followed up about how I feel everyone's asking you know how does everyone feel in the middle of a pandemic Mm -hmm. but no one's talking about how do I feel in the middle of Mm -hmm. racial tension and race relations and things like that and I will Mm -hmm. praise my current employer even though you guys know I'm a contractor they're actually taking next Friday off so Juneteenth Mm -hmm. which is also called Freedom Day which is usually Mm -hmm. the day marked to celebrate the end of slavery yeah in America the whole organisation is taking it off white mm. people, black people, Asian people, because we're a global company. Yeah. And actually they sent tons of comms that kind of educate people mm-hmm. about slavery, about how even though it was abolished one year, it still took a couple of years for it to actually filter down. They talk about... Bruv, yes, we were still they talk about the um, slave owners pay, compensation so, that the slave yeah. owners received. They talk about how um, the abolition of slavery came to be with William Wilberforce and everything. So I'm really proud of the company, first of all, giving everyone the day off mm. paid. I mean, I'm not getting paid because I'm a contractor, but everybody else is. Um, and I'm proud of the fact that they're yeah. using it as an educational <laughs> moment. And everyone mm. should be less performative and more educational with their approach. Yeah, yeah that's it. That's it. That's how you get, that's how you don't end up with situations fantastic. where police nil and then they stand up and say sorry after doing it. There's the difference between performative and education. Oh, they did. That's actually it. You'll see your heart will know. All right, guys. Um, Thank you guys for listening to this topic. Um, Please join the conversation because the conversation needs to keep happening. Like we said, this is a movement. It's not a moment. Um, And so we need to make sure at every point in time everyone's involved. Let us know your views. Like, comment, share, subscribe, and get as many people talking about this as possible for as long as we can continue to. Um, yeah, let's, let's rebelize the time that we have right now. I use that word overtly. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Uh, it's been it's been fun. Um, we'll see you guys next week. That's it. Black Lives Matter. It's more than a hashtag. Gang, gang. More than a hashtag. Yeah, it's a movement. <laughs> we move. Black Lives Matter. Black lives matter. Bye. See ya.